In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, family. Mary today in the Gospel is given a, a, a very different, kind of a, a weird name, a weird title. Actually, non-Catholic Christians love to use this Gospel to try to say that Jesus is trying to take away any type of attention that we are to give to Mary. The title is Woman. I want you to think for a second, like as, as a child, or even now today, would you ever walk up to your mom and go, hey woman, would you ever do that? Anybody? No. Okay. Why? It's disrespectful. So the Protestant position here is that Jesus is trying to minimalize or minimize Mary's role. Actually, Jesus, in this case, is disrespecting his mother if what he's doing is simply calling her woman. Now, let me ask you this. Does it make sense to say that Jesus, the Son of God, is disrespecting his mother? Does that make any sense? Okay, good. Jesus is God. He wouldn't break the commandment. So why is Jesus calling his mother Woman, why wouldn't he just call her mother? Woman is a very, very, very important title. And it explains everything that you and I as Catholics have to know and must believe about Mary. The word woman comes from the very beginning of the Bible. Genesis 3.16 one of the most important verses in the whole entire Bible about Jesus and Mary, especially Mary. We go back to the garden. You have Adam and Eve. They've sinned. They've turned against God. God the Father comes and he speaks to the devil. And he says to the devil, I will make you enemies. I will put you at war between the woman and her children, her offspring, you and your children. We see here that there's this mysterious woman. And her and her offspring, what are they going to do to the serpent? They will crush your head. Who would be the woman and her son that will crush the head of the devil besides Jesus and Mary, correct? What's so amazing, though, is that this war between the woman and her son, what's so important here is that this war is not just between Jesus and the devil, Jesus and the serpent. The war is between the woman as well, which means that if Mary is at odds with the devil, then what does that say about Mary? If she's at odds with the devil, if she's the opposite of the devil, then what does that say about Mary? Later on, she's actually called this when the angel comes to her. He says, hail what? Full of grace. So what does this mean? This means that if Mary is able to fight the devil, I don't know about you guys, 
On our own, are any of us able to fight the devil? Zero. We have no power over the devil without Jesus. Mary is able to be at war with the devil. Why? Because Jesus has preserved her from all sin. She's filled with grace. What's so amazing is that this war that's happening between Mary and the devil, you see it all the way at the very end of the Bible, the first book of the Bible and the last book of the Bible. All right, Bible study time. What's the last book of the Bible? Revelations. Very good. Revelations 12. You see, John is having a vision of heaven, and in his vision of heaven, he sees a woman with the moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She's filled and clothed with light and glory. And then 17, verse 17 says that Satan, the dragon, wages war against the woman who is giving birth to the one who is going to rule the world. She gives birth, and he wants to wage war against the who? Not the child, who's about to save the whole entire world. He wants to wage war against who? The woman. The woman, and who else? Her offspring, her children. Why does the devil want to go after Mary and her children? Which is, I love this line. Because it just, it makes it very clear that you and I are children of Mary. Amen? We are her children. There is no question about this. The Bible says so. We are her offspring. How could we not be? If you and I have become one with Jesus in baptism, and Mary gave birth to Jesus, and we are one with him, then she automatically becomes our mother. But I want to go back to this point of this war. The devil is going after Mary. The devil wants to fight Mary. Why? Why? Why does he want to go after Mary? Huh? Because she said yes. She's the only human being that Satan never had power over. The only human being. Besides Jesus, Jesus is God. Mary is not God. She's not divine. And of course, we don't worship her. But Mary still is filled with grace and queen of heaven and earth. The Bible says so. What's so amazing today, my brothers and sisters, is that Mary exercises this role of fighting against the devil in a very, very, very simple way. The gospel today, we don't see an actual war between Mary and the devil. We don't see Mary fighting the, the devil. We don't see Mary stepping on the snake in today's gospel. What we see in today's gospel is something so beautiful. We see Mary exercising her saving her offspring, her saving her children. How do we see that? Well, Mary's at a wedding. And Mary notices that this couple is about to be embarrassed. For a, a Jewish wedding, the most important part of a Jewish wedding is not the flowers, okay? It's actually the wine. So when they ran out of wine, they were about to be embarrassed. They were about to be put to shame. The whole entire community would have talked about them. They were cheap. They didn't even have wine at the wedding. Their flowers were not even, they were not more than $5,000, right? It's like what we do. Oh, they didn't have a, a, a 
cocktail hour at their wedding. Do you know how much money these people have? Same thing would have happened to them. They would have been embarrassed. It would have been the talk of the town. Mary, she saves her children. She runs in and she intervenes in this case. And it's not that Jesus doesn't know what's going on. He's God. He knows everything. He knows exactly what's happening. But he acts like he doesn't know. Why? Because he's trying to show you and I how important Mary's role is. How important and how powerful her word and her intercession actually is. He makes it seem like he's changing his mind because of Mary. Jesus wanted to do it all along. It's not like Mary made Jesus do something he didn't want to do. But he shows us as though he is changing his mind because of Mary because he wants you and I to be convinced that she is that important. That she is so powerful when she intervenes into something. It's done. So what does she do? She saves her children from shame, from embarrassment. She fights for her offspring. This is Mary's role. Jesus said it. At the cross, he says it very clearly. He says, this, behold your son. And to the disciple, behold your son. Not John, behold your mother. Okay? He says, and to the disciple, behold your mother. We are all disciples. Behold your mother. So Mary's role, my brothers and sisters, is absolutely necessary. It's not optional. Now, a word to my Protestant brothers and sisters, especially the Chaldean ones. Maybe this homily will get to them. You may not have a problem with us honoring Mary, and you yourself may claim that you honor Mary, which is beautiful. We should all honor her. I mean, Mary says, all generations will call me blessed. This is the Bible. We have to call her blessed. She is honored. The problem, my brothers and sisters, is thinking that if we go to Mary, then somehow we are worshiping her because we are speaking to a dead person. You are not to call upon the dead. That's what the Bible says. And Catholics that are listening, a Protestant will accuse you of speaking to a dead person. Mary is dead. You are not to speak to the dead. Are you listening? This is very important. The answer is very, very clear. Are the dead able to pray for us? Where does it say that in the Bible? That the dead are able to pray for us in heaven. It's actually in Revelations 6 and in 8. When John looks up into heaven, he sees that there's a group of, of martyrs. And this group of martyrs, they're aware of what's going on on earth, and they're speaking to God about it, these martyrs. And they're saying, Lord, when are you going to avenge our blood for those who killed us? So they're aware of what's going on on earth, and they're speaking to God about it, which means they're able to pray. And they're praying for, for their blood to be avenged. So it's very clear right here in, in the Bible that the dead are not dead, actually. Do we believe that when people die, they're dead? What do we believe as Catholics? They're alive. They're alive. So when we go to Mary... Mary's not dead. 
Actually, she's exercising her role. She's coming after her offspring. She's like, you better get away, Satan. I'm not messing with you. She goes after the serpent when she sees her children are in danger. I'll tell you a beautiful story. There was a man who, um, who uh, jogged every day through this neighborhood. Every single day he jogged through this neighborhood. And one day, um, and he would say hi to this person like that was, that was on his porch. I think I, I might be getting the, the details off here. But um, So they would just, they never knew each other, him and this one other guy. And they would just like nod their heads and he would just keep, you know, running through the neighborhood. And he would pray the rosary while he was running. He would just speak to Mary while he was running. And um, one day he noticed he was walking through the neighborhood or running through the neighborhood and he noticed that all of a sudden there was an ambulance at this home but the man that he normally says hi to. And he starts praying for this, for whatever, for this situation. He starts praying for the man that he usually says hi, hi to. And he starts saying the Hail Mary over and over and over for this man. Time goes by, and um, he's walking through the neighborhood. He hadn't seen this man in, in like over a month. He hadn't seen him. Walking through the neighborhood, and this man comes running out of his house. And he says, hey, 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 hey. You saved my life. And he's like, I saved your life? How did I save your life? He's like, the day that you were walking through my neighborhood, you said the Hail Mary for me, and Jesus appeared to me and told me that because you said the Hail Mary for me over and over, you saved me from going to hell. He knew that this man was praying the Hail Mary for him. And he told him, that's how powerful the Hail Mary is. That's how powerful Mary's prayers are. So when we say the Hail Mary, we're just saying, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with the Hail Mary, full of grace. And we just say it, you know? We're just so used to it. But I don't think we realize how powerful these words actually are. That they really, truly have power over the evil one. So today, I just encourage you to run to Mary with your problems. Run to her. Don't just say the Hail Mary, but speak to her. Let her intervene into whatever mess is going on in your life. We all have a mess. We all have a, a, a catastrophe in some, some way or another. Run to Mary. Don't be afraid. Mary is alive. She is your mother. She is leading and guiding us to do whatever Jesus tells us, just like she did in the gospel today. It's not about Mary. It's about Jesus. And all that Mary wants is for us to be with Jesus. So just as we go to friends and we go to therapists and we go to priests and we go to ministers and we go to people to help us get closer to God, why wouldn't we go to Mary? You may be saying to me, Father, I don't really connect with her a lot. I don't really, I don't feel close to her. You don't have to feel close to her to go to her. Start going to her. She will bring you closer to you, to her. She will bring you to her, and ultimately, she will bring you closer to Jesus. She will show you and teach you and lead you to Jesus in ways that you could never, ever, ever get to because only Mary knows Jesus in a way that no other human being knows him. That's why Mary was able to literally say to her, son, you're going to do this, and he did it. So today... Whatever you might feel like is causing you shame or doubt or frustration or is taking away your peace, 
Go to Mary. Run to her. Mary, you're my mother. You're my mother. Of course you care. Of course you feel what I'm feeling. What mother doesn't feel what her child is feeling? Even a mother knows what her child is feeling even when her child doesn't tell her, right? Even when her child doesn't say a word, she feels it in her soul, right? That's why Mary, it says in Scripture, it says, a sword will pierce your heart. You know, Mary, when our, our hearts are pierced through sin or through suffering or through pain, Mary's heart pierced with a sword. She feels that pain. She knows that pain. And like a mother, she just wants to soothe that pain. And what is the medicine that she gives us? Jesus. So today, run to Mary. Don't just say the rosary. Don't just go through the Hail Mary. Speak to her. Run to her. And she will save you. And she will lead you to her son. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit.